Well, it was very nice of you to invite me to tea, Lady Penelope. Think nothing of it, dear boy. And of course, that means you'll be getting to press the big red button on the randomizer today. It's all ready to go, so if you'd just like to... What are you doing? That's enough of that for the time being. I feel I would be failing in my duties as hostess if I didn't tell you that in my home, everything stops for tea. Uh, well, no. Firstly, I don't even drink tea. And secondly, I literally came here just to do this, okay? So you turning the randomizer off kind of defeats the point. What's this? Oh dear. That would be thirdly, that if the randomizer doesn't get to make a selection, the atomic reactor inside starts to overheat. We've got to act fast! Well, what are we waiting for? Alert Thunderbird 1. Um, Thunderbird 2. No, no, it's too late for that. No, Penelope, there's only one way to stop it from exploding now. Oh, you've got to let me in on it. Sure. I'll just turn it back on first. There. Now all you need to do is make a selection. What's the procedure? I don't know it. The big red button right there. Press it. That's it. Whew. Well, that could have been a major atomic disaster. Oh dear. How inconvenient. You are so gullible. Okay, let's see what we... Hmm. Well, we seem to be continuing the randomizer's greatest hits theme at the moment. We've had Torchy, we've had Joe 90, and now we're back to Scotland yet again to face the Mysterons. Here's new Captain Scarlet, Trap for a Rhino. Come along, my poor darling. Get off! So here we are on uh, pod 19. This is uh, our 18th spin on the randomizer. And uh, it's dawned on me recently that I could be doing this for the next 10 years. There's enough... Uh, I can't remember exactly how many episodes. It's like 520-something left uh, to sit through. But already, I'm starting to get a sense of uh, the randomizer's preferences. Uh, three things in particular. Uh, Joe 90, obviously. Uh... Driving me crazy with Torchy the Battery Boy. And the last and perhaps most peculiar uh, preference of the randomizer, Scottish-related episodes. Now, this is, what, the fourth Scottish episode we've landed on, uh, with the others being Journey to Wear, Loch Ness Monster, and um, 30 Minutes Afternoon. I don't know how this keeps happening. Uh, I can kind of understand the randomizer picking uh, episodes from similar places, uh, you know, similar areas of the show, even though I try to make it truly random. Um, I don't know what the Scottish thing is about. Now, uh, our story has begun with, uh, not without an action sequence or a chase scene or anything like that, but uh, instead a little old lady who has uh, seen mysterious lights above the power station and has reported it, only to be ignored because uh, she's a... Well, an old lady. And, uh... Yeah, oh dear. Evil green lights coming down the chimney. And that's the end of our old lady. I, uh... I think I've, uh... Mentioned this before, possibly. Oh no, actually, I don't think I have mentioned it here. Um, that, uh... The Mistron's in uh, the CGI Captain Scarlet recruited far more women to their cause than uh, in the Super Mario Nation series. Um, and I'm grateful for the fact that uh, we didn't see the old lady get killed and reconstructed. It, it was far more effective seeing it come down the chimney in her screaming face, but uh, uh, the rest of this episode is not going to shy away from uh, granny-related violence. 
which is uh, another another oddly charming aspect to this show. It's like, you know, we're going to be violent against everybody. Even sweet old ladies. But when something is reported to be hovering over a nuclear power station in the Scottish Highlands, I can't help smelling a rat. A Mysteron rat. You want me to check it out? No, no, we dealt with the, the Mysteron rat. That was in episode four. Come on. It's on Mars. We've done that already. Most flight patrols are pretty routine. Now, this is a an episode that kind of showcases one of my favourite uh, secondary characters in New Captain Scarlet, and that's uh, Harmony Angel. Um, the angels in the CGI show sort of had their... I nearly said genders. They didn't have their genders mixed up. They had their races uh, mixed up and hair colours mixed up and things like that uh, compared to the originals. Um, so Harmony became... Uh, she... She was now the redhead, um, taking over from Rhapsody, with a southern accent of melodies. Um, and I always really liked uh, Harmony in the show. I think she's probably my favourite of the CGI angels. There aren't, isn't really much to uh, to differentiate. Uh, obviously, Destiny is uh, a character all her own, but um, the other three, Melody, Symphony and Rhapsody, are kind of... I don't know the first thing about them in this show. Harmony was uh, it's only about 50 miles away. A, a really fun character. And it's a shame that, uh, as much as I said before, that I love Captain Oka, and I love uh, I love that there was an increasing focus on her towards the end of the series, I do feel that Harmony was sidelined as a result of that, which was a shame, because I much prefer her to, uh, to any of the other angels. Oh, I just noticed they have a coffee machine in the corner of... Uh, of Skybase Control, that's quite sweet. Speaking of coffee, our... Just call me banana fingers. Has anyone ever used that phrase, banana fingers? I know butterfingers is a phrase. Uh, no. Anyway, um, Harmony is being accompanied by a Spectrum Cadet, now Mr. On Agent, uh, Johnson, who is uh, Cadet Johnson, who's been taken over in broad daylight, in public of all places. I uh, can't imagine why nobody saw that. And I've wondered, uh, in fact, ever since I first saw this episode way back in 2005, if this Spectrum Cadet Johnson is meant to be the same character as Spectrum Cadet Johnson from the original series episode Traitor. Now, the CGI show, um, I think quite wisely, shied away from uh, bringing back episodes like that from the original series. Obviously, we had the characters, the setting, the vehicles, but in terms of... Uh, doing their own spin on familiar stories and bringing back recognisable guest characters. They never did that, but I have a feeling... I mean, I could be wrong. The name Johnson is fairly common. I would I would like to think this is a nod to the original series, uh, in the same way that uh, in the episode Heist, I think there's a baddie uh, looking to hijack a bullion shipment who is called Kruger, in a nod to uh, the villain Kruger from uh, Heart of New York. I could be wrong, but that's what I've always taken from this episode. Wouldn't it have been quicker to take a rhino? No, it wouldn't. You just want to get behind the wheel of one of those machines, don't you? Yeah, I can't wait. That's another thing the Mistrons in the CGI show have in common with the ones from the original series, is that they say things in a really sinister way that make you think they are Mistrons and nobody around them notices. Now we have a lovely shot here of the uh, Albatross dropping off uh, Scarlet's Rhino. Unfortunately, it's a good example of something that I found was a problem in the 
definitely the first season of the show, the vehicles seem to have no weight. The Rhino is driving along and it's just remaining perfectly level. There's no, it's not even bumping along the road, it's just like it's floating across. Those shots uh, never quite worked. I think definitely in the second season that was addressed. Um, in this episode, it, it, it doesn't quite look as impressive as it later would. Oh, this late. I'm looking around this house as I often do look at the sets. This lady has lots of framed photos of animals, particularly cats. It's a lovely touch. Oh, and now our Mr. Ron Cadet has shown his true colours. And Granny is rushing to the rescue. What about you? Oh, and Harmony has just slugged him in the chest. This is why I, I love this character. One of the reasons I love this character. Not only the, uh, the spiky, fiery attitude, but she can handle herself in a fight. Except against... Mr. On Grannies, because nothing defeats a Mr. On Granny, damn it. You know, forget Captain Black, forget any Mr.nized young men. You don't want to cross a Mr. On Granny. I'll need your print. Why would this uh, power station have, uh, have Scarlet's thumbprint on file? Do, uh... Our Spectrum personnel just cleared to access any buildings they want to. That's a bit random. Now what? Oh, don't worry. You'll find out soon enough. <laughs> yes, a few seconds before you die. Why not just kill her now? Um... It is... Uh, yeah, it is uh, something uh, the Mistrons in this show were slightly more keen to do than the ones in the old show of... Uh, Haha, we will leave you alive so that you can see our evil plans. Um, I don't remember actually anybody rescuing Harmony after this. I'm probably wrong, but uh, I'm sure someone did. This facility wasn't built here by chance. It's impossible to launch. This uh, power station complex is beautifully designed. Uh, I'm looking at this. Uh, the head of the power plant, he's talking to Scarlet. Every so often, as the top of his head bobs towards the top of the frame, his hair seems to extend the, uh, he doesn't seem to be quite integrated into the scene as well as, as Scarlet is. It's a much nicer looking character than uh, previous characters on this show. But it shows, again, they were still refining this technique all the way through this show. And quite right too, I, I think it's, the show started out very impressive for the budget they must have had and for the limited resources they were working with and very quickly built to some really spectacular things in the second season and this is kind of a, a halfway between between those two soon this whole place will be crawling with spectrum special forces oh yes well we don't want that do we so no we this is the first season spectrum don't do anything in force yet they send out one person and that one person is already at the power plant Go ahead. Kill me. No, that would be too easy for you. What I have in mind will be much more painful. What do you want me to do? Tell your people that you're following up a new lead. Say you'll report back in an hour. Why not just mistronize her? I, I don't want you to mistronize her, but that would make so much more sense. This whole, uh, oh, that would make it too easy for you. It's like... You're not making it easy on yourselves, guys. Your fiendish plans are... Lieutenant Green has a bald spot. Hey, that was that's probably another hair-related glitch on the model, but she had a massive bald spot on the back of her head there. It's very strange. And again, you know, oh, spec this area will be crawling with Spectrum forces. 
They've only sent out Destiny. None of the other angels are with her at all. Um, and it's something that that isn't just unique to this show. It's it's with the the puppet show as well. They have all these people, and they always send like one, two people tops. It's uh, it's quite charming in a way, but uh, impractical if you look at it seriously. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to frighten you, but I'm looking for my colleagues, the ones who visited you. This is a, a really nice idea that the Mistrons would take over someone who looks so sweet and harmless to the extent where even Scarlet doesn't suspect anything's up with her, at least at first. Um, and I, I, I do like uh, Wayne Forrester's performance of Scarlet throughout this show, but I like this scene here where he's sort of you know, nice and reassuring. He's maybe aware that something's up, but uh, he's also prepared to accept her at face value that she is just a strange old lady. So where the hell is the rhino? He's hidden Now this uh, Cadet Johnson, from this point on, becomes freakier and freakier looking, uh, to the extent that by the time he's uh, seized control of the rhino, spoiler alert, he looks absolutely insane. He's like a demon, uh, which I think is really nice. It probably wasn't intentional, uh, but it, it, he, he just looks really angry. And you have that Jeremy Hitchens sort of clenched teeth, frustrated voice to go with it. He's a, he's a really mad character in the end. Now, something I, I love about this episode is... Uh, the idea of the Mistrons taking over an old lady who, in theory, looks so sweet and innocent, and now is, like, trying to crush Scarlet's throat with her stick. It's, uh, it's the last thing you'd expect to see in what is meant to be a family show, but it's completely true to the ghoulish spirit of the original show. It's uh, one of the many reasons I love this series, is they weren't afraid to not only run with the darkness of the original, but bring their own, sometimes even darker stuff to it, including um, Scarlet having a fist fight with an old lady. It's uh, it's beautifully crazy. Leading up to uh, the final uh, final nail in Mr. On Granny's coffin. Falling off a cliff to her death. <laughs> and she's that, that shot of her falling, sometimes they would, like, the Mistron would flash out of existence, but no, she went all the way down. Oh, I love this show. Your random acts of cruelty never cease to uh, amuse me. Now that shot, that, um, that intercut between the two scenes, it often happened on this show where you would see the action in the previous scene as you cut to the next scene, very often it was the same few frames being repeated, and it was quite obvious there, where Scarlet was running, he clearly wasn't getting anywhere because it was the same frames being uh, played over and over. But now he's uh, back in control of his hummingbird helicopter, chasing the rhino as it approaches the power station. And this is really the point we have to say, where are the rest of these Spectrum Special Forces that were supposed to be coming? Uh, we haven't even got Captain Blue this week. lovely sense of scale as uh, the Spectrum vehicles approach the uh, the power station. Again, the uh, the models aren't quite integrated fully into the setting and there are some uh, you know, it's obvious that they've only built really the, the, the road and the power station and there's nothing really around the area to fully bring the, the setting to life. 
But it doesn't matter the first time you see it because you are so focused on the action. Like here, this is a lovely shot of Destiny's uh, uh, Falcon sweeping over the countryside and opening fire. Some really impressive explosions actually here. I remember the explosions in the CGI show weren't always 100%, but most of these so far are really good. Of collateral damage. SIG Paul, it's down to you now. Oh come on, when have Spectrum ever been worried about collateral damage? That's what you're there for. It's nice to see as well that this uh, power station, they're not just going to say, oh, nothing can get in here and then leave it at that. There are enough defences around here that you can see they're really prepared to back up that claim. And it also shows how powerful the Rhino is, that nothing is going to stop this thing. Uh, and again, there's a glorious shot of Cadet Johnson there looking absolutely insane. There's some really serious eyebrow work going on there. He just looks so evil. Um, maybe slightly too evil, the... Uh, the eyebrows, the green eyes, and the uh, huge, almost shark-like sneer uh, might be overselling the point a little, but uh, it's memorable, if nothing else. Oh, I'm really enjoying this episode so far. Um, oh, and here we go, here we go. Scarlet is doing a suicide run on the Rhino. Last way to stop it, but the cadet is still going through, and they're both shooting at each other. And it's one of the few times, actually, where we see that Scarlet is prepared to put his uh, indestructibility to the test. He very rarely died in this show. Um, and he hasn't died this time, although uh, he's possibly received fatal injuries, but he has at least saved the day. And now I'm just basking in the, uh, the gloriousness of that chase. That was such an impressive sequence, and I'm, I can't think of anything, really, that, would, uh, that could spoil this moment. Okay, Destiny's here, but, you know, even she can't, can't top how awesome Destiny. that was. Am I in heaven? No, Paul. You're here, in my arms. That's what I mean. Okay, that qualifies as not good. Yeah, that is such an awful, awful way to end an otherwise really good episode. And this show did that occasionally. I wish they had sort of, not only the Scarlet Destiny thing, which I think never worked, but some of their dialogue was just terrible and that was a prime example. Otherwise, another really good top-notch episode of New Captain Scarlet. Loved it then, always will.